הרי נמק אשר עצמי לאכול הצדיקים והמיתים של דורנו וכל הצדיקים והמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשבר ארץ המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנח על נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן סגה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומת זכותן תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם today we're going to do the second half of תורה קי"ב תורה 112 we left off at uh, the words גמבזה so we just discussed this idea That when a person's emet, we discussed the differentiation between emet. One emet is like a window in which this emet is not completely emet. There's still something lacking. When a person speaks to Hashem Yidbarach or tries to be as emet as possible before God, before anyone, um, but his emet isn't completely pure without any flaws, then this emet is like a window versus the jewel, the precious jewel, um, which is an emet la'amito, which is the truth of all truth. It's a complete purity of... It's a complete truth without any um, flaws or any ulterior motives, etc. So as Rabbeinu tells us, a person who has a little bit of intelligence would uh, pray his entire life that he should be able to speak one word that is completely emet. Bezrat Hashem, may we have the merit to do so. Also with this, when a person merits um, To create this opening to emerge out from this darkness is he actually also uh, merits to bring others with him as well to bring others who are in this darkness outside as well to awaken um, other wicked people to do teshuvah to bring them out of the darkness and the exile which they are imprisoned in. And this is also an aspect of what is mentioned in the verse on the entrance that the entrance of the ark you shall place it on the side place the entrance um, on the side of the ark meaning that you create an opening to those also who are in this aspect of tzad, the side which is what meaning from they're from the other side they don't not on the holy side meaning that you're able to place an opening for those people who find themselves on this opposite side of holiness that those people who aren't on the side of holiness but rather on the side of the evil side that you could create an opening for them to awaken their hearts to return to Hashem and to leave their Darkness. And then what happens? As it finishes off in the verse, create a first, a, level, a second, and a third level uh, to the ark. Meaning, these three worlds that we mentioned above, the world of the angels, the celestial spheres, and the physical world, which the Rambam says are the three worlds. Um, oh, sorry. That you shall make them, meaning what? That with truth you sustain these three worlds as we saw above. That with the aspect of emet you're able to sustain all these three olamot. And uh, in all of these things that we mentioned above, these subjects, these lofty subjects with regard to the aspect of prayer, Sorry, in all of these things that we mentioned above, there's lofty things with regard to the aspect of prayer. To each and every person according to his level. Meaning we can understand um, incredible secrets about tefillah, with that which we're speaking about. Also included in this matter are the subject of uh, stars and constellations. 
how they are created through the aspect of prayer. And through prayer, one is able to give influx to all these things. Also the subject of what we say in the Midrash. Says the Midrash that there is not a grass, a blade of grass that does not have a star above it that strikes it to tell it to grow. Meaning, each and every blade of grass, each and every the smallest things, has something above it telling it to grow. And through tefillah, you're able to bring life to these constellations. Meaning, you're bringing shefa to everything in the world because these constellations, these manachim, are in charge of making each and every single blade of grass grow. So imagine what you're able to accomplish with your tefillah. Because this person, with his true words, with his words of truth, are able, he's able to bring influx to everything. And also we see the subject of what? We see the subject of the different types of traditions of tefillah, different types of versions of prayer. Because it is known, that there's 12 gates, and each and every person needs to, uh, his tefillah has to ascend through the gate of his specific tribe. Because if his tefillah goes through another gate of a different tribe, it's not able to ascend. And this is what it says in Bamidbar, chapter Chavdalel, that a star went forth from Yaakov and a tribe arose from, uh, arose from Israel. They come, what does it mean? They come, arose, and amida al tefillah. What does it mean to get up, to rise? That standing is a reference to prayer, as it's brought down in Ma'am Bachot. They come, Shevet Misrael, that through tefillah, they come is a reference to tefillah. The Hanu Shevet Misrael, meaning through tefillah, we see Shevet Misrael, a tribe from Misrael, meaning what? Meaning that your tribe should go through Shevet Misrael, your tribe that is um, that you are a part of in Am Israel. That you should bring your tefillah to the specific gate of your tribe. This is what it says. That a star went forth from Yaakov. And with this, you're able to create a unification up above. We know the word darach that um, went forth. Darach is actually an aspect of zivug, union. That each and all uh, that all the flesh perverted its way. Each and every flesh perverted in his way. Darko, darach, and this way is a reference to um, sexual immorality, which is this concept of union. We also see this idea. So we see derech is a reference to zivug in this verse. And we also see this idea in the Gemara Brachot that Abba Binyamin, this tzaddik, used to. Constantly worried and troubled all his days that his prayer should be next to his bed. That he always made sure that he used to have tefillah or pray next to his bed. Meaning what? Because mitato, his bed, is a reference to the words mate, tribe. One man for each uh, patriarchal tribe you shall send. This is with regard to the Meraglim. To the tribe of his forefathers. You see, bed is actually a reference to the tribes. That you need to send your prayer to the tribe of your fathers. Which is your tribe. Which we mentioned above, that your tefillah has to ascend through the gate of your specific tribe. Meaning, this is what it says in the Gemara. That his tefillah should always be constantly next to 
that um that Abba bin Amin said that my tefillah would always be next to my bed. Meaning to his tribe. Abba bin Amin also said that he was constantly always careful that his bed should always be positioned between north and south. Let's see what this means. What's the difference between north and south and what do these things represent? One who wants to attain wisdom should face south um, in his tefillah. One who wants to attain wealth should face north. With every single thing. And uh, Rabbanu tells us with every single thing and he brings down from the Rambam that the good is the golden mean, the middle ground. Not too right, not too left. Because good is Torah with Derech Eretz, the way of the land, meaning good, um, uh, what do you call it? Good attributes, good traits. Which is what we're referencing here. Torah is good with Chokhmah, wisdom, and wealth. Meaning between north and south. North representing wealth, south representing wisdom. That you should be placed between them. Meaning that prayer should be between this concept. That the prayer, which is the aspect of mitato, his bed, which is mate, the tribe, should be placed between north and south. This idea of wisdom and wealth. Meaning between wisdom and wealth. Which represent north and south. And the one who wants to attain wisdom should face south. And who wants to attain wealth should face north. And this is what it says. Place the entrance of the ark in its side. Meaning that when you pray words of emet, they should ascend up to their place, meaning through their specific gate, through the specific shevet that you come from, through the specific tribe that you come from. Meaning what? It says in the verse. You shall place it in the side. That you should place the entrance of the ark, which represent the truthful words of prayer, in its side, meaning what? Put it alongside it. Where it ought to be in the gate of his tribe. And Rabbanu says this idea, this subject is very deep. Obviously, it goes into many different places. Rabbanu um, is connecting lots of different things here. But um, most of this is explained also. Most of this is explained in, in uh, Lesson 9 of the Kutu Moran, this idea between Zivug, between um, Tzfilah, etc. All these um, connections. This is applicable to above. To that which we wrote above. That the truth is that there's many, many openings over there that says in the Gemara that one who wants to come make himself impure, they open up the way for him. And it says over there that it has many openings, meaning the way down to impurity is that there's many open ways for him. There's many different routes you can go into impurity. There's many openings. And now, since that, um, there, are, there are openings that are found there, Meaning that there are openings that uh, a person has fallen through them, fallen down into darkness through these openings, meaning different um, methods in which the Yetzirah tries to attack a person. And there's many different routes. You can fall in this way or in this way, money, sexual immorality, in, uh, 
in uh, what do you call it? In honor and this and that in many different ways. So there's many different openings down into impurity. But Rabban was telling us just like there's many different openings down into impurity. Then just because there's many openings down into impurity, there's many openings to get out, he's saying. You have the ability to emerge out of the darkness through those openings. It's just that the fool walks in darkness. And because we're foolish, we don't know how to get out. We're still in darkness. Look in, uh, to that section as we saw above in yesterday's section. So Rabbi Nathan says, Rabbi Nathan says that when I heard um, this subject come out from Rabbeinu's holy mouth, I spoke with him, may his memory be a blessing. That at first glance, at first glance, this is very difficult. That why did Hashem create the letter, the, the world with the letter He? For the letter He resembles a porch. What does Rashi say? Which is open from down below. The letter He is open from below. It's not sealed from below. It has an opening down below. That anyone who wants to leave, let him depart. That anyone who wants to leave from, uh, from it for evil ways can go out. Meaning anyone who wants to enter into evil can go. So why is it that its left leg is, is suspended? As we see with the letter hey, that the, the left leg of the hey is suspended. That if he returned in tshuva, he is brought up. He is brought up through the upper opening. Between the leg within the hay and its roof. And if a person wants to go back and do tshuva, he ascends between uh, the leg um, of the hay and the roof. So why not bring him up through the other way? What did Rashi explain there? Bring him up through the lower opening, the one through which he went out. So what did it answer over there? Because it won't help. That one who wants to come and purify, wants to one who wants to come purify himself, he needs help in overcoming the yetzara. Therefore, he's helped with an additional opening. So, what is all this explaining that we just mentioned? We went back and forth with this idea of why the world was created with the letter hey, so that if a one, if a person wants to fall into evil, he can go out. And exit and fall down through that opening. Um, that one, a person wants to fall down to evil can fall through that hole at the bottom. But then if a person wants to do tshuva, he can be brought up through the upper opening. Between the leg and the roof. So all this idea of why the exit can be used as the same entrance back into holiness. All this uh, back and forth of Shekla Betalia that's brought down in the Gemara. We see that it's explained over here. So Rabbi Nathan asks Rabbeinu this awesome question as he brings down, because Rabbi, Rabbi Nathan was a master in Gemara. He brought down this Gemara Merachot to explain that actually the way a person falls down into impurity, he cannot go up by the same way into, um, into purity. Meaning the same door that you use to go down into impurity, you cannot use that door to, ent- to exit back out of it that actually they use a different entrance for him. 
as we see down in the Gemara Menachot with Rashi, etc., etc. So Rabbi Nathan asked Rabbeinu, how can you say that the same way you go down into impurity, you can go back up, that just as there's entrances down into impurity, you can actually um, find your way back up into purity again. When we see in the Gemara that actually they created this completely special entrance for him. That it's impossible for a person to um, emerge out of impurity, to return and do Teshuvah to the same entrance which he fell into impurity. We see well with the explanation of the Gemara and the explanation of Rashi. And on first glance, this seems to contradict that which is written above. That a person is able to emerge out of impurity through the entrances in which he fell into the impurity himself. We saw above but Rabbeinu answered back to Rabbi Nathan, You asked very beautifully. And Rabbeinu responded in an offhanded manner. There's something more is involved here. Because if a person merits to see the entrances that are there, the openings that are there in the darkness, he's actually able to emerge via the openings, not of his own openings, but actually the, the entrances through which his friend fell into the darkness. Because the fall and the descent of one person is actually the ascent of another. And Rabbeinu says, understand this very well. So now Rabbi Nathan is going to explain. Hanu sometimes, Hanu meaning, that which is considered a fall and a descent for his friend, who is placed at a higher level than this other person, it's considered an ascent vis-a-vis this person's lower level. Meaning, let's say I'm on level 10 and another man's on level 15. This man on level 15's descent could be very well an ascent for me. Meaning the fact that he didn't study uh, five hours a day for me is actually an ascent. Meaning that I'm able to go um, exit out of the darkness through his gate which he fell in because I've never studied five hours a day. I've only studied three hours a day. So for me, his five hours, which is a descent for him because he usually studies ten, it's for me a way out because I've only studied three. So vis-a-vis my friend who's at a higher level, his descent into darkness is actually my ascent out of it. Therefore, Rabbanu is explaining that even though it's impossible to ascend through that entrance in which a person fell into darkness, meaning that he's, he's not able um, that he's not able to exit out of the darkness through which the through the door that which he fell into it. Only through an entrance, or sorry, through an opening that is comes from a higher place. That we just explained. Nonetheless, if a person had the merit to see the entrances, the openings. My bad, the exits, entrances, opening. These doors that exist within this impurity itself, he would actually be able to ascend out of this darkness through the opening of his friend who stands at a higher level than him. That because through his friend, even though he descended down into it, it's just that his friend's descent and fall is actually considered 
um, an ascent for this person who's lower. But it's impossible to merit to see these openings that exist within that darkness and to ascend out of the darkness through that opening of his friend. Except by means of the emet, the truth. Until a person accustoms himself to speak in his prayer the word of truth to the best of his ability. Even though that the darkness, all the obstacles, the confusion surround him and um, encircle him from all sides. And confuse him very, very much. Until literally a person cannot pray at all. Nonetheless, at all times. Under no circumstances, sorry, at all times. Nevertheless, you should do to the best of your ability. He should seek to speak a word of truth, whichever level he stands at, as we saw above. Nonetheless, just speak a, a word of truth. And constantly see that you draw yourself closer to the to the truth of all truths. And through this, he'll merit that Hashem will bring him an illumination from himself. That Hashem will illuminate this person. Um, that Hashem himself will illuminate this person. And now this man will be able to see the openings that are there in the darkness. And he'll merit to see the opening from the darkness to great light. Look over there very, very much, very well. You're going to see all this idea. That through this piece of advice, a person is able to be a truly upright person, a person, a genuinely upright person all his days, all his life. Because constantly, no matter where he is, he's able to bring himself life, life and to reinforce himself through this concept, through the truth. Because the truth is the essential. That the truth is the light of Hashem Himself. That through the truth, even all the darkness can't block him out. Because there's no impurity or evil in the world. That even from that place, you can. there's no evil and impurity that doesn't have exits out of there. There's always an exit out of the impurity. It's just that a person doesn't see it. Um because of the great uh, darkness that exists there. But through the truth, a person, Hashem illuminates this person himself. And he merits to see and to find that opening of hope, even in the depth of his fall. That he merits um, to emerge out of that darkness into a great light. And to approach Hashem in constant truth. That he constantly merits to approach Hashem by being truthful. Amen, amen. Hashem, maybe we have the merit. Rabban was telling us this piece of advice is something that is everlasting. If we really, really put all our mind to this, we can really merit to get out of all the darknesses that we're in. Hashem. And we have the merit to be as honest as possible.